Hello, my name is Joy Hall. I'm the Communications Director for Leader Onboarding. You are listening to the very first episode of our podcast series, Talent Up, Elevating Leaders. Today, our managing partner, Dr. Linda Reese, is going to talk about an interesting topic, the myth of fit as it pertains to new leaders moving into roles. Linda? Thank you, Joy. I'd like to share a story about a leader we know. We think she perfectly exemplifies the risk of thinking that hiring for fit is enough to ensure new leader success. Her name is Gretchen, and she was an experienced, well-respected leader who was moving into a global role. Gretchen was given multiple regions to manage, and they were on opposite sides of the globe. She was responsible for product launches, but didn't have her own dedicated team. Gretchen had a bunch of dotted line direct reports who were owned by functional areas like marketing and supply chain. The early word on Gretchen was that she was an excellent hire who was bringing about needed and sweeping change. Then at about six months in role, we heard that Gretchen was looking like she wasn't a good fit, and that was confusing. There were a few things that popped up as red flags. The fact that Gretchen was responsible for outcomes that she didn't have authority over had been a concern early in her transition, but it looked like she had been managing it. And then we figured out that she depended on a team that was spread across the globe who had other, often higher, priorities. It sounds like Gretchen was in a difficult situation. How common is it for something like this to happen to New Leader? Unfortunately, alignment issues happen in many roles, although not often to this degree of severity. There's a fundamental problem with how we think about leaders who struggle. When someone fails, we say it was a bad hire, or they lack the skills, they were not a good fit. It's a little confusing, isn't it? People who first thought Gretchen was an amazing hire, and then she wasn't. How could they not see that the job and expectations were at the root of the problem? On paper, Gretchen was perfect for the role, but in reality, the role was not perfect for her, or for anyone else for that matter. She was just not set up for success. Unfortunately, companies and leaders who believe in the myth of fit are likely to get less than desirable outcomes for their new hires. The important question is, how do we help people understand the benefits of designing and constructing fit, and that this is work that must happen after the new leader starts the job? Luckily, Gretchen's hiring manager and HR partner were open to looking at this situation as a role problem rather than as a leader problem. As a result, Gretchen's role was clarified, and then it was communicated to her key partners in the business. Their expectations became realistic, and Gretchen could manage them. The team was also strengthened by both adding people and making the whole team into direct reports. Gretchen also invested in developing their communication and teamwork, and their overall effectiveness increased. As a result of these efforts, Gretchen not only survived, but she thrived. By reconfiguring her role in her team, they drove needed change and results. This added millions to the company's bottom line. What was it that made you think Gretchen's situation was a role problem and not a leader problem? Well, the first thing was the mystery of how someone who was seen as a good hire and had been effective suddenly at six months was identified as not being a good fit for the role. We're trained to listen for misalignment, for disconnects between leader accountability and the means of achieving needed results. And Gretchen was supposed to achieve results from people she only had secondary authority over. 
Matrix reporting structures are becoming more common, and it's important to recognize that leaders have to be more sophisticated to manage those nuances. Gretchen was also expected to drive results using about half the people who would ordinarily be assigned to the team. It's important that hiring managers and HR partners make a distinction between wishful thinking about staffing and cost savings and the practical reality of the requirements of the job. Okay, one more question. How can our listeners avoid a role problem like Gretchen's? It's important to recognize that achieving fit really requires a partnership between the new leader and the organization. It starts in the selection process when candidates for jobs should politely ask hard questions about any red flags that are raised for them in interviews. No matter how badly they want the job, smart candidates make sure they're set up for success. And they negotiate for resources and expectations that close any gaps. New leaders, hiring managers, and HR should stay focused on alignment throughout the first few months in the role, seeking out and reconciling inappropriate or conflicting expectations. Hiring managers and HR partners must base these roles on realities and stay away from wishful thinking. Gretchen's problematic situation was compounded by the desire for cost savings. And finally, acknowledge that no amount of cost savings is worth the cost of failure. Thank you, Linda. If our listeners are interested in learning more about this or other onboarding topics, visit our website at www.leaderonboarding.com. Thank you for listening to our first episode. Next month, we continue our Talent Up podcast series where we will discuss how to overcome the onboarding paradox. Tune in.